0: Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist, and certified clinical trauma professional, Jamie Vomeler.
1: Welcome to Good Enough. I am your host, Jamie Vomeler. I am here today with my friend and colleague, Joe Beauchamp of Beauchamp Team Growth Solutions. You can reach Joe at 631-524-2260. Say hi, Joe.
2: (laughs) Good morning, Jamie. (laughs)
1: Good morning. Thanks for having me here. So today I wanted Joe to come on and talk about the importance of having an outside opinion as a business owner and entrepreneur because that's been really important for me as I have grown to have good coaches and mentors to help me kind of work through my own stuff and put in solutions. And I just feel like you have a lot to offer our listeners uh if they are business owners in uh growing their business and and honestly creating a much happier and healthier culture which is so important to you know their overall satisfaction their employee satisfaction which is important with the hiring culture right now right. and and how their clients interact with their business so as a business coach joe how do you help your clients work through the emotional challenges of running their business
2: awesome well you know like somebody just said to me a few days ago that uh, everything he does he has a coach for so when he goes fishing he has a fishing coach he has a golf coach you know like his kids play sports they have sports coaches you yeah. know so people have bowling coaches and you know and so as a business coach it's my job to be the expert in all things for business success right so what most entrepreneurs encounter is that they're really good at their job they' they have some great skill that they're that they're just excellent at, and they just see that they're excelling in this one area. And then they start tackling let's just make this into a business. And that's a great idea. Let's make this into a business. And they get very busy doing their business because they're great at it. Yeah. And then they start having to expand and they start having to hire people. They hire the bookkeepers and accountants or they have to do their own bookkeeping and accounting, which they weren't really good at before. Yeah. Um, and then they have an office staff and then they have to manage their office staff, which they really never spent time developing their skill as a as a leader in their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they start ha- starting having to budget their finances and and make payroll and you know pay things like uh you know taxes and all kinds of other all stuff, these different you know, skill and, sets and the stress level just mm-hmm. starts to mount and then customers are not as satisfied as they were before because their team people on their team don't do the job as well as the original owner yeah did that job because he or she was excellent at yeah it. and so then and so now there's a whole training issue because the person might be good at their job they're just not good at training people yeah you know so so business owners start to grow to to a certain level and at some point in time it starts to get overwhelming yeah you know they're working 16 hour days seven seven days a week they're overly stressed that stress makes them less able like you know how the brain works like when somebody's under stress they're less able to think logically. Yeah. They tend to get more emotional. They tend to be more s- short-tempered. Mm-hmm. People that work for them tend to get a little irritated at the fact that they're, you know, now in this toxic environment where their boss is, you know, getting upset or being short or or yelling or insulting them, or they, you know, they resort to things like saying, "Why don't you know how to do this?" or "Why can't people just show up to work every day and do a do a yeah. hard day's work for a solid yeah. day's pay?" You know. And it just creates this like downward spiral where some business owners eventually they throw up their hands and they they fail in the business. They just quit and they just go to work for somebody else. Or they downsize their business to it's until it's a, a level that can be managed yeah. with less stress. Or they get somebody like me in, or somebody like you, or somebody who can, you know, coach them through those challenges and help them to develop those skills.
1: Yeah. So so even if you came to me, I would help you work through the emotional things like. Why are you triggered when your employee says this or what does that bring up for you and help them work through their past triggers so they're less likely to respond in those ways? But I would still tell you to go see Joe for all of the solutions and strategies and systems because I remember being a new business owner, man, and I'm an amazing therapist. But my biggest fear was I've never been a supervisor. Before I started my business, I never had any staff to supervise, and I did. I got a business coach. And I was like, "What? What do I need to train my staff so that they're at the same level as me? Because honestly, for me, that was really important. Because your business is a representation of you, right? The, the business I had coming in is because I was really great at solo practice. Um, we had lots of referrals coming in, but if you don't train your team and create these systems and processes where everything is streamlined and everyone knows how to do things to your standard. Absolutely. Your, your whole business gets diluted. Right. Uh, and that hurts your reputation. And then that creates that feeling of frustration. Like, why isn't all of these things working out? Um, and I am not a good trainer. Uh, my brain moves too fast and my staff say all the time that I skip steps. They're like, you missed like five steps in your explanation. <laughs> so I, I've had to learn to um, pull other people on my team who are better at explaining those steps now that we're a little bigger to do a lot of the training piece because it's not in my skill set. Right.
2: That's well, awesome how you saw how to, that you saw where an area was that you weren't particularly good at and you brought somebody in to fill in that gap like members of your team who are better at it you know and so that's a that's a big humility step which is the number one characteristic of a good leader is having humility to be able to say you know what i'm not great at everything i need my team oh mary on my team or johnny on my team is better at this than me let's hand that off to him or her right so a good leader is humble enough to be able to do that and and Delegate yeah. those tasks, and it,
1: it took a lot. It took a lot for me, um, both in therapy and with the business coach, to realize like because you get so caught up in your own head, and you feel like at least for me, I always felt like I should be able to do all of this. And one of the things that my coach said to me is like even if you can do all of it, are you the best person to do all of it? Is that really creating the kind of environment that people want to work in? Isn't it better to assess like? What are the strengths on your team? And then give people roles that they excel in rather than you trying to do all of these tasks, because when I first started out, I was the receptionist. I was the biller. I right. was the supervisor. <laughs> I was, you know, I was the uh, office supplies person that was running out to get yeah. toilet paper. I was everything and anything the business needed, which is where most entrepreneurs start. Absolutely. But as you grow, like you said, it's not sustainable to continue to do all those tasks. Right. Like when, it, when I had three employees, totally fine. I could I could manage. It might have been a little tight and might have been a little stressed, but I could do it. Once we got to 10, Mm-mm. Nope, you've got to start delegating right. or you're going to run yourself into the ground and your team also feels that and that creates this culture of like uh, chaos, honestly.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So and, the, you know, it's empowering to the members of your team to mm-hmm. feel valuable. Right. So I have a certain task on the team and I do this function and I feel like, hey, I'm I'm contributing to the well-being of the organization. So let's just backtrack a little bit. Like when an, when a business owner, when an entrepreneur is starting off their business it's super important to understand. Number one is why the business exists, Mm -hmm. you know, and if your business exists specifically or solely to put money in your pocket, that's really a low motivating reason that your, that your team members aren't really going to follow along with that. Right. So a good leader has a vision that people are going to want to follow, right? It's an inspirational motivational vision. So, you know, so let's say, you know, your vision for your organization is to is to bring better mental health to our communities, to, yeah. to make better families, better employees, healthier people, just a healthier environment. And you can kind of paint this picture of this happier, brighter world that you're creating by your people doing their job to their best of their ability. Yeah. Right. And so now you have people that are, are gonna want to join your team. They know what the vision is, they know why we're here. And then you create a strong culture, right? So you wanna create those cultural values. And I say that the culture of an organization is like a river, right? Mm-hmm. The river flows downstream. And if you've ever swam in a very strong river,
1: mm-hmm. it doesn't
2: make a difference which direction you swim; you end up downstream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the culture of your if the culture of your organization is off, if it's yeah. in the wrong direction, if people are gossiping uh, or they're complaining or other types of things like that, then then the culture's in the wrong direction and your team is going to go and you can hire great people and you put them into that bad environment and they're going to go downstream to the negative.
1: Exactly. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with a the Trauma Therapist. This is your host, Jamie Vomeler. If you live in the states of New York or Missouri, we'd love to work with you. New Yorkers, give us a call at Long Island EMDR at 631 631- or visit our website at liemdr.com and for those of you living in Missouri please call brave counseling and psychiatry at 573-825-6441 visit brave-mo.com
2: you know so we were talking about how you know an entrepreneur is good at their job and then they decide to become a leader and lead other people and that is a whole different skill set And one of the main responsibilities of a leader is to create and to maintain and to protect and to promulgate the culture of the organization. A system of core values Mm -hmm. that everybody understands what the core values are, why we have them, and how they play out in day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. People should come into your organization and be able to just say, oh, that's how we do it here. This is how we roll. This is what we do because we believe in Service to the customer. We believe in creating better mental health for our community. We create. We believe in giving our customers the best experience when they're in here. We believe in taking care of our fellow employees. We believe in whatever the thing, the core values yeah. are. Uh,
1: I, I, our core values over at Suffolk are accountability, teamwork, and growth, and that applies to our team and to like what we want to see in our clients. We want to hold them accountable to their actions. We want them to grow in their treatment. And we want to work together as a team with the clinician and the client. But it also plays into, you know, what we expect day to day within the organization. And we pay a lot of attention on hiring to if people are open to feedback, because that's really important with accountability. If people are open to learning, like how much do they want to learn? How much do they want to grow as a clinician? Or is this just a nine to five to them? Like we hire people where this is their passion because we do a lot of continuing ed. We create our own trainings within the organization. We're very big on always learning, always growing. Right. And when we hire people that don't have those same values, it's always been a nightmare.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, The culture of an organization is of utmost importance. Yeah. You know, because like I said before, the culture is like a river. And if you jump into a fast flowing river, you end up downstream. If the culture of your organization is not aimed towards your vision Mm -hmm. for your organization, your why, your purpose for that organization existing, you're not going to get there. You're going to be struggling to swim against the current. Of the culture that you allowed to happen in your organization so some people they start you know people in the business they'll start complaining or they'll they'll start backbiting each other or they start gossiping or other types of things that erode The culture of the organization or people have low emotional intelligence, so they tend to get offended very easily or they, you know, person A doesn't want to work with person B and, you know, those kind of things. So these affect the culture of the organization. So it's really important for a business owner or really anybody who's in a business to establish their culture for their team you're going to hire based upon it. Your interview questions on hiring are going to be around your core values. I would rather hire somebody who has the right core values and knows nothing about my business than the wrong <laughs> than the wrong core values and isn't as, an, as an expert in the business because it's just going to be conflict. They're going to get the river going the wrong direction. So you hire based upon your core values. You promote based upon your core values. Yeah. You praise people based upon their their application of the core values in their day-to-day actions. You talk about the core values. Some people, some plenty of organizations, they give their team members a card, right, like a business card that that they carry around with them. And that card has the core values and their vision for the organization. Like, why are we here as an organization?
1: Well, and I think that vision piece is so important because uh, if 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 you just have a job and it's just a job it's like oh we're all here to make this person money it's not very motivating to your staff but you know on our team like we know we're all there to help our clients grow Absolutely. help our clients get through difficult times to grow ourselves as clinicians and we all very much believe that everyone has the capacity to grow and that is our job to do our best to help everyone in our organization grow as well as our clients And when people – when you have a good culture, one of the things that I have seen since we focus more on culture at Suffolk is that other people on the team, it's not always on me now as the leader to call people out when they're not following our values. Absolutely. Because they'll say like, hey, like you didn't do this and this affected our clients in this way or this affected your team members in this way. And they start to hold each other accountable which takes a heck of a lot of the pressure off of me
2: that's the value of the culture right anybody can you you drop anybody in the river they're going to flow downstream if your culture is in the right direction your team will do the work right so you as a leader still have to continue to monitor and 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 enforce the culture but your team becomes that river where they're they're holding each other accountable where somebody whose culture might be a little bit off they get down in that river with their with their peers, and now the peers are saying, No, this is how we do it here. I don't know what you did elsewhere, but here we do it like this. This is the culture of our team. We do it like this because we believe in these things.
1: Which is and and really it's so important to make sure that everyone on your team has that culture. Cause we've had people at Suffolk and I also have a business in Missouri and we recently had a staff member there that was really Toxic to the team because she was going in the antithesis like like literally doing things that were the opposite of what our values were and right. it was dragging the whole morale of the team down and it's literally like you got to cut the cancer out Absolutely. because it, it literally especially when you have a small team one person can really demolish that culture if you're not addressing it um, a lot of entrepreneurs that I work with have a lot of hard time setting boundaries Um, and they might set a boundary, but then they don't enforce the boundary and they people please, or they explode like you were saying. And neither one of those things are good. So, so when I work with entrepreneurs, it's a lot of understanding what their triggers are, why they're responding that way and learning to regulate their own emotions so that they can just be a boss and not be like automatically responding to these patterns and triggers as they would in their personal life. Because as a boss, you cannot respond to people as you would in your personal life. It doesn't HR doesn't like that very much, <laughs> but you know, I, I think it's also very helpful to just have someone else to help you figure out what those systems are, because it's very different running a business yourself, whether you're a therapist or a carpenter or, you know, doing uh, marketing or whatever. When you're a one person, one man show, uh, you don't need the same systems or processes or any of this stuff as when you're, you know, five, ten people, right. uh, to make sure that everything is consistent across the board. And if if those people aren't trained properly, then that that hurts the culture and that hurts the the employees, which eventually are unsatisfied, and then that affects your customers. Absolutely.
2: So it's great that you know, like when when somebody is a solopreneur and they're starting to grow their business and maybe they're hiring their first person and, you know, and they're growing their team to five to 10 to 20, you know, a lot of these things get forgotten about. We're so busy with growth. We're hiring new people. Everybody's doing everything. Everybody's, you know, all hands on deck all the time. And so it gets to be to a point where it's unmanageable. So my advice would be to, to small business owners, jump on the culture, the vision, you know, get the systems in place early, because it's so much more difficult to put it in place when you have 200 people on your team, yeah. you know, or 50 people on your team, than you know, than when you have you know three people on your team or just one person on your team. So start small, but start early and and get in get in a professional who's you know who can spell out this is step A, this is step B. Work these work this process in an orderly fashion, yeah. so that when you grow to 200 people and you're living your vision that it's actually working and you're not feeling like pulling your hair out.
1: Yeah. And and I, I know a lot of people would probably say like, oh, well, I don't have the finances yet to do that. But I can say from personal experience, I mean, I had a coach, but they were not. It was only in the very early stages when I was really only working on the supervisory piece. And when we got to about, I think I had eight members on my team, I realized that our systems weren't working anymore and I had to change everything. And that was So hard because then we lost team members because they didn't like the change. So if you do it from the beginning, you're honestly going to wind up saving way more money and time. Uh, You've been listening to Good Enough with Jamie Vomeler and Joe Beauchamp. You can find Joe at Beauchamp, B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P, team.com, 631-542-2260. I hope you enjoyed our show today. And I want to remind you that you are good enough.
0: Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique, and Good Enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com.